RadioInfluence.com. This is the MMA Report with Jason Floyd on Radio Influence. Welcome back to another edition of the MMA Report podcast. As you heard the announcer man say, I am Jason Floyd, and this is the interview edition of the MMA Report podcast. As you are going to hear the conversation I had just a couple of days ago with the man who claimed the interim CFFC flyweight title at CFFC 110, Lloyd McKinney. Of course, he won that belt with a first-round TK win over Santo Corotolo, and uh, he was a massive betting underdog in that one. Went out there and got the win, so you're going to hear the conversation that I had with Lloyd McKinney about that victory, whether or not there has been some conversation about a title unification matchup or potentially could maybe his host be of a short-notice fight there in the UFC or maybe even Dana White's contender series. So you hear that conversation that I had with Lloyd McKinney here coming up here in a moment. Now, typically the interview edition of the show comes out on Sunday. I do apologize for not getting this show out on Sunday. I was traveling back to Tampa yesterday from Nashville, got home like around four o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, I just, you know what? I had a lazy day, folks. I had a lazy day. I, I sat around the couch, uh, hung out with the, with the wife and, and my dog and, and had a good old time here. So did get around to recording this episode, but I got here for here on Monday, August the 22nd. Of course, Saturday night was UFC 278. Leon Edwards is your new UFC welterweight champion. I will tell you, this is how I took in UFC 278. Of course, I was doing the Buccaneers broadcast. We got done with the game, got back to the hotel, and, uh, you know, went, you know, showered up because, I mean, you know, you get a little sweat on working these games. And I went down to a hotel bar, and uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, let me uh, let me order the pay-per-view on the ESPN app. And I just popped the phone right in front, in front of me and sat there and, and had a couple of beers and, you know, when I turned on the fights, it was as the third round of Luke Rockhold and Paulo Costa was starting. And then, of course, man, Leon Edwards, you know, just got to say this, man. Kudos to my co-host, Daniel Galvan. He called it on last Wednesday's episode of the podcast. His prediction was not looking good after th- after four rounds. I think we can all admit that. But uh, I know me and Daniel will we'll take a deeper dive into UFC 278 coming up on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. But uh, I do want to say, I want to give some kudos out there to the UFC production staff. I thought they did an amazing job. I thought the open of the pay-per-view was tremendous with how they, they were selling up Kamar Usman. And then after the fight's over, just kind of, you know, telling the story of that scene there in Salt Lake City. And then, of course, you see that moment backstage of Leon Edwards FaceTiming his mom. That was just uh, incredible work there by the UFC production staff. And man, it's uh, I, I don't know how many people outside Daniel Galvan picked Leon Edwards to go out there and get the win. And, and I tweeted this like, man, Leon Edwards first title offense, which you have to imagine 
will be a trilogy matchup uh, against Kamaru Usman. That has got to be in London. You got to do that fight in London. I mean, if you're the UFC, that is, you got to try to make that one happen because that, that's, you know, that would be the, the, the right thing to do from a promotional aspect. Put that fight there uh, in London. And, uh, you know, man, what a, man, what a knockout. And of course, Daniel and I, we'll, we'll talk more about that knockout on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. Of course, also on Wednesday's podcast, we'll, we'll talk about PFL because I, I had someone tweet at me basically saying, hey man, did you see the comments Kayla Harrison made after her win? Yeah, I saw those comments and uh, I'd say I watched that video and I was like, I understand why she says what she says. I get it. But the problem is like, man, that resume, well, well her, you know, she may be, she very well may be the most talented female mixed martial artist right now in the game. However, the resume doesn't speak it. It's just, it's based on that strength of schedule. And I think that's always, you know, if Chris Cyborg does not end up uh, fighting Kayla Harrison in the PFL, I just think from a resume aspect, it's going to be very tough for Kayla Harrison to prove that that she's the, you know, the queen, as she said, uh, of female mixed martial arts. I, I just don't. I just don't think that's going to be possible. So we'll see uh, how that one plays out. Of course, myself and Daniel, we'll, we'll talk about that one coming up here on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. But let's get into the interview that I have for you on, on this episode of the podcast. It is with the CFFC interim flyweight champion Lloyd McKinney as I spoke to him about his victory last month to claim the interim 125-pound title. Joining me now here on the MMA Report is a man that won the interim flyweight title at CFC 110 here in my hometown of Tampa, Florida. It's Lloyd McKinney. Lloyd, uh, appreciate time. Great to have you back on the show, man. It's It's been a month, uh, just a little bit more than a month since, since you won the title there. Like, like, How do you kind of describe what the last month has been like? Uh, it's been a roller coaster, I'm not going to lie. Not just with the fight, but so... The Friday before we flew out, so we flew out on that Sunday, but that Friday my wife and I closed on our house, so we've been just doing the move and trying to get our other house that we were in uh, ready to rent out, so it's been good though, and then training, and my teammates got fights coming up in September, so I got back, I was at the gym that, uh, that Sunday to kind of celebrate, and then just kept the ball rolling, and it's just been a good busy, but yeah, it's been super busy. So, one of the things I noticed when I was on your Instagram, ten yep. days before this fight, July the fourth, you're yep. stung by a bee. Yep. In the hand, it was not good, man. And I didn't want to tell anybody. I told my coach and my wife, and it was swollen for a couple of days, and I was, I was clenching my cheeks to say the least. But yeah, it uh, it all worked out, and the swelling went down, and took some Benadryl and kept training around it. But yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just a weird experience and I, I'm not allergic or not that I'm aware of. So like, I just was like, just faith building exercise. Right. I was like, it's going to go down. It's going to go down. It's going to be all right. And then it all worked out and I didn't really have to use my left hand. So that's pretty sweet too. Was there ever a moment in, in those 10 days leading up to the fight that you're like, crap i might have to i may not be able to compete was or did that thought never cross your mind briefly but at the same time i was like i just am not the kind of guy that likes to pull out of fights you know and i know the difference between 
being hurt and being injured. Cause I have had, you know, like I tore my knee when I was in college wrestling, but so I knew that like, I could like pretty early on, I had to look down, like I had to look at, had, you know, ask people around me, you know, what do they think? And I was like, all right. So, and it didn't affect me like as far as the other tools I could utilize in the fight. So I was planning on fighting, but I, I was scared cause I was like, it's one of those things that, things are in your control, things are in your control. And to have something like that happen to where that would have had the fight fall through, that would have been devastating for me. But thank God it didn't work out in our favor. Do the work, trust the process. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Like, that's it, man. And and good things usually happen, right? Like I just trust the process. It's all going to work out, man. What was there kind of was there kind of a turning point for you in terms of of trusting that process that that maybe there there was this point in your career that that maybe you weren't trusting the process? Yeah, so like it's just there. I think a lot of people, myself included, is like there's this self doubt. Like you run into these like plateaus or these walls where you're like, man, am I doing the right stuff or am I doing enough or? what more do I got to do? And I'm kind of dealing with it right now. Cause it's like where I'm at is like, I would love to unify that belt. I would love to do what I would love to defend that belt, but I also want to get to the highest level possible. So for me, it's like, I want to get to the UFC, but I also want to honor that, you know, part of the process. So I just focus on training and, and there was definitely been parts of my career where I'm like, well, what, what, where's my direction? Where should I be going? You know? And really it's just loving the training and loving that process because even though I'm not preparing for a fight, I'm still in the gym and helping my teammates. And it's really rewarding and gratifying to know that like, I just love being at the gym. I love training MMA and, and that process is never ending, you know? You know, we, we talk about in the fight game, there's perceptions versus reality. And yep. there's the, those perceptions you have coming into the fight of like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what you expected, Santo. And I kind of know the answer because me and you talked about this after the fight, but the, yeah. the perception versus reality didn't kind of play out the way you thought. Yeah. Um, we knew he was good. I, I've been telling a lot of people, if I had a dollar for every time I heard Blue Chip Prospect in the two weeks leading up to that fight about that guy, I'd have a fistful or a pocket full of dollars because he was good and I knew he was good and people expected him to be good, but... I mean, there wasn't a lot of people that expected me to to be as good as I was, and I'm just grateful for the people like you that continue to support me. You gave me this platform before anybody else, you know, took that chance on me. So it's like being able to meet you in person there, I was like, man, you know, like that's what's gratifying for me is that I want to fight tough fighters. I want to put on exciting fights, and even if it doesn't always go my way, like I'm going to show up and I'm going to give you my best, so. You know, in, in that post-fight inter- interview, you talked about, you know, seven years ago uh, of where mm-hmm. you were at and, and your, your close training partner were at. And uh, yep. you, you talked about the fact of like we, we had to go to a parole officer to see if we could if we could leave the state line, the probation officer, yeah. see if we can leave the state lines. And, and to where you're at now, I mean, like, a, as you think about your, your mindset seven years ago and where the mindset is now with, with where you're at in your career and the things that you've accomplished over the last year, like how do you describe this run for yourself? I just, uh, it's weird because I tell people like, I don't, I don't wish incarceration on anybody, but there are some valuable lessons that you learn 
in spite of that experience. Right. So like one of the things is like, do the time, don't let the time do you. Right. So it's like you, you have that, it, it fortifies, it hardens your mind in a good way to where it's like, I needed that to become resilient, deal with the things that I was going to deal with outside in, in my life. Right. So, and to just, that's part of trusting the process too. You go through the whole process of the legal system of, you get charged and you get convicted and you get sentenced and those things were out of my control. I, I got a nine month jail sentence with good time in County jail and there was no way to compromise that process because the choices that I made led me to that place. So I had to work my way through that, you know, and, and trust in that process. So, and then you get out of that, you know, you do your time and then you're, I got put on probation, you know, call it serendipity, call it Providence, whatever you want. God led mine and Danny's paths to cross is my perception of it. Right. So what are the odds we end up with the same probation and parole and that we were both training at the same gym, you know? And, um, we just worked through that together. And through that process, Danny and I built a, a really close bond because we could lean on each other in times of, you know, where we were uncertain about what was going to happen or things that were out of our control, but we both had this passion for MMA and we're just like, it was, it was an outlet and it was a channel for us to make good and not go back and recidivism. Anybody that understands, you know, the justice system, recidivism is a real thing. It's like 80% of people that released from jail, uh, go back in within years. So for him to do the time that he did, and he did, uh, his state penitentiary in Wisconsin. So, um, it's just, I didn't want to go back and he didn't want to go back. And it's like, people can change, people can grow, people can develop. And I just want to, at the very least, just give hope to people that are in a similar situation that we were in to be like, look, man, people like you, give us opportunities to show who we really are. People like Jason and Jeremy and Jacob and Ed for me at Iridium, you know, they, they give an opportunity to show what I can do as a mixed martial artist. And then the people that own the gym, people that employ me. Cause like, that's a whole nother conversation that we could have of like how hard it is to find good employment when you get in that situation and how hard it is to like really right your wrongs because the system is, isn't really set up for people to succeed, you know? So I think it, I have a, a different perception cause I do have a lot of blessings to be thankful for. Um, but that, that experience definitely, I wouldn't be who I am without it and where I might've been resentful before. I'm really grateful for the experience now. So like, let's say there's someone watching this or listening to this and they're, they just got out of jail and mm-hmm. and maybe they're they're struggling finding a job you know they're you know they're 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 going on interviews and they just can't get hired because of of their past what would your advice to them be it's it's not easy to do but i think once you start to open up and be willing to be like transparent and i'm still working on it like cuz there's things about myself i told you like it's important to tell the story but it's also something that you grapple with as far as like a lot of, I was very ashamed of myself and my actions for a long time. But once I was willing to open up and be authentic and transparent about the situation, I took responsibility for my actions. I I went through that process of, of the rehabilitation. Right. Um, but just let them know right away. Like, this is what I got going on. I understand it doesn't look good on paper, but if you give me an opportunity or a chance, that's all I can do is show you through my actions more than anything. 
that that I'm worth taking a chance on. And talking about uh, you know your your MMA career, like you mentioned about, you're in a great 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 position right now. You mentioned about you know you know obviously you're the interim champion, potentially having that mm-hmm. that title unification matchup, or or maybe there's a UFC call that comes into your equation. From the CFFC aspect, has there been some discussion on a, a timeline of when there could be a title uh, unification bout? I haven't heard anything yet, but that's what I love about being with Iridium is like Jason and Jeremy and, and Lance and everybody, you know, the people that look, find the fights for us. It, I just do my job as far as training. They check in on me, you know, like I told them, I asked Jason last week, I said, you know, cause where I'm at, I'm down to unify it, but I'm 35 and I feel like I'm really got the wind in my sails right now. So I love the opportunity to fight in the UFC, but regardless, I'm going to do the work and I would love to legitimize because there were some, you know, people said whatever about some of the commentating. I don't care. That's their job is to, to hype the fight up. And, and, uh, you know, whether I'm an interim champ or not, we're all an interim champ in some facet because nobody, unless you retire with a belt or whatever, like somebody's going to come and be the champ after, you, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be in that position to, represent the organization as a champion of some sort. Right. So we haven't, there hasn't been any, like, uh, whether we're going to unify it with, uh, turbo is, uh, is his nickname. I, I don't want to mispronounce his name uh Naktani or, but, but it, turbo is his, his, his nickname. Um, whether we unify it with him or not, I would love that opportunity because he's a, you know, really tough matchup and a tough opponent. But again, He's riding a wave of momentum right now. He's undefeated. Like, who knows what he wants to do? So they just call. They tell me what they think is best for me. I trust that. And I just make sure I'm ready on my end. But I got to ask, where does the belt live right now? <laughs> Full disclosure, it's in the case with the other belt I won last spring for Three River Throwdown. I took some pictures with some people. I want to make a post and thank all the people that sponsor me and support me. But with the move... My windshield wiper uh, motor went out or like uh, the wiper. So my wipers were working on my car. So I literally have a load of stuff in the backseat in my garage or in my in-laws garage because my father-in-law was fixing it. So it's like buried under some stuff in the case. Um, But I know where it's at and like I'm grateful for it. But I just want to find the right place to put it. And, uh, you know, I just stay focused on the next thing. I don't want to get too caught up in like, that's a great accomplishment, but I got my, my target set and I, I want to stay honed in on that. So it's all good. And we look forward to seeing when that next fight could take place, man. Lloyd, as always, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, uh, let me know they can fight on social media. And of course, those sponsors have been helping out, man. Yeah. So I just want to thank all my sponsors. Uh, most, most of that stuff is on my social media. I'll make a post updating that. So it's, uh, Albie McKinney on Instagram, Lloyd Albie McKinney on Facebook, Still don't have a Twitter. Um, I just want to thank everybody at Iridium. I want to thank you. I finally got to meet you in person. That was a really awesome experience. And uh, I just am grateful for you to give me this platform because, you know, when nobody else was willing to take that chance on me, you did. So I just want to keep honoring that and keep giving people quality content. So everybody at the gym, Ironworks, and keep an eye out. We're doing a pay-per-view portion for the card this September 10th. is uh, the Three River Throwdown in Onalaska, Wisconsin bunch of up at Cumbers uh, and some pros on there to keep an eye out for. So uh, anybody I forgot, I'm sorry. So 
And that was my conversation with Lloyd McKinney. I appreciate Lloyd taking some time out of his day to talk to me about his win there to claim the interim flyway title there at CFFC 110. And it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what, what scenario is going to play out for Lloyd. Is it is it scenario A, which would be a unification title matchup in CFFC? Is it option B? He finds himself into a, a, a matchup on the contender series. Or is it option C? He's going to find himself in a short-nosed UFC fight. So a lot of options potentially sitting there for Lloyd McKinney. And I think if you've listened to the interviews that I have with fighters, which I more, I like to call conversations. The one thing that I loved about that conversation was talking, you know, asking Lloyd, what would his advice to be if there's someone who's, you know, just gotten out of jail, just gotten out of prison and they're struggling at getting a job? What would his advice be? Because, you know, he ta- obviously you hear him talk about, uh, you know, what uh, you know he's gone through in his life. And he talked a little bit about that in his post-fight interview there following CFFC 110 and I appreciate Lloyd coming on this edition of the podcast of course uh, coming up on Wednesday's episode I will myself and Daniel Cavall will take a look back at UFC 278 take a look at PFL from last weekend of course we all know the finals are now set for PFL Uh, this is a week where we do not have a UFC fight card of course the next UFC fight card will be on September 3rd an afternoon card here in the United States that would be the card coming from Paris France Surreal Gun um, Tua Tua of Tua Tua I can say that correctly uh, in the main event of that fight car. So, uh, but we do. If you're looking to check out other MMA this week, plenty of other options out there. You've got uh, LFA on UFC Fight Pass. One Championship is making their debut on Amazon Prime. Of course, we got the rematch of Marace and DJ. Looking forward to catching that one. Of course, uh, I will be in Indianapolis this weekend. Head to Indianapolis on Friday and uh, for the Bucks game there on Sunday evening. And then, of course, uh, I'll get back to Tampa early Sunday morning. So uh, definitely going to uh, try to get you an interview edition of the podcast next Sunday, not to get it out there on Monday. I'm actually going to be working on lining up some interviews to uh, for next week's show here later on today. Of course, as always, appreciate you taking time out of your day to download and listen to this episode of podcast. Uh, I will let you know a little bit about a trip to Nashville as uh, I did go down to Broadway on Friday night. And I, it's been a couple of years since I've been to Nashville. And I'll tell you, I forgot how packed Broadway is. I really just forgot how packed it is. You know, really tough to find a place. We found a couple places we were able to go in and get a drink of Mealy, but uh, a lot of lines to get into some of the various uh, bars there on Broadway. But man, people watching, whoo, tremendous, tremendous people watching. That, that was, uh, that was, uh, so interesting, you know, like I'm a big fan of people watching. Like there's, there's some place you can go, you just know. People watching is going to be tremendous. And uh, Nashville Broadway did not disappoint with uh, the people watching there. Um, but uh, I'll be in ending this Indy this weekend. Kind of a, you know, a quick trip for me. I'm, I'm flying in late Friday night. And then uh, I'm bolting right out of town early, early Sunday morning. So I'll be back in Tampa. Um, I'll, I'll probably be back in Tampa before probably my wife wakes up on uh, on Sunday morning. But uh, looking forward to being in Indianapolis this weekend. Bucks Colts final, final preseason game of the 2022 season before uh, we go. I'll be in Dallas September 10th and 11th. 
course, uh, that'll be week one as we're playing on Sunday night. Of course, that's also the week of Hamzat Chemayev and Nate Diaz. So definitely going to try to find a place there in Dallas to watch that one. But, uh, of course, as always, appreciate you taking time out of your day. Download, listen to this episode podcast. Great way to show your support for the podcast. Rating and review does help me out a lot as well. Also, all my interviews are up on YouTube. Just search the MMA Report. If you just go to the MMAReport.com, you can get the link right there. And when you're over on the MMA Report YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. And if you're watching the video, hit that thumbs up. It truly does help out that YouTube algorithm so much. I really would appreciate if you would do that to help your boy out over here. But that is going to do it for this edition of the MMA Report Podcast, which comes out two times a week on your favorite podcasting platform and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>